Listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. It's a new week here on I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, Old Time Radio fans. I'm your host, Virtual Vinny. You can interact with us via social media on our Facebook page at I Love Old Time Radio or on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. You can send feedback via the contact form on our website at I Love Old Time Radio.com or you can leave a voice message using the anchor.fm app. If you enjoyed this program, please take the time to rate and review us at review.iloveoldtimeradio.com. Ah, ah, don't touch that dial. There's excitement galore coming up in the next hour when you'll hear Mildred, the masked mother, say to her son, Go to sleep, my baby. Ah, mommy. Yes, Benton. I think I could sleep if you'd stop for a while. During another exciting episode of Chicken Man. He's everywhere, he's everywhere. The most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday, each day with a different theme. Fridays, we hope to say the secret word on You Bet Your Life. This episode originally aired on April 18th, 1951. And George, what is the secret word? Ladies and gentlemen, the secret word tonight is light. L-I-G-H-T. Really? You bet your life. More than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers of America present the best of Groucho. Yes, friends, it's a Groucho summertime. By popular demand from your letters, from rating histories, and the acclaim of critics, the DeSoto Plymouth dealers bring you selected shows from You Bet Your Life, the comedy quiz series produced and transcribed from Hollywood. Groucho Marx is on vacation, friends, and will return in the fall. Until then... It's fun and laughs each week this summer as we proudly present some of the best of Groucho's past shows. And here he is, the one, the only... That's me, Groucho Marx! Well, here I am again with a paltry $1,000. A sailor from the Coast Guard and his partner and army officer's daughter clipped me last week for $6,000. So tonight we're starting over poor but happy. Uh, who's, who's first to try in this holoquinade tonight, uh, Mr. Fenneman? <laughs> well, we invited some airline pilots to the program tonight, Groucho, and just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected Mr. Boyd O'Donnell. His partner, selected from the audience, is Miss Irene Merlin, the ship's nurse. And here they are. Folks, meet Groucho Marx. Well, welcome for the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Say the secret word and you'll divide $100. It's a common word, something you see every day. Uh, Irene uh, Merlin, is that right? That's right, Groucho. That's a lovely name. Where are you from, Irene? Well, I was born in Proctor, Minnesota. Uh-huh. You're the uh, pilot, uh, Mr. Uh, Boyd O'Donnell, huh? That's right. Uh, where are you from, uh, Boyd? I'm from originally Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Uh-huh. Are you married? No. It's the kind of a pilot I like to meet. He's got his feet on the ground. <laughs> Irene, uh, you're not married either? No. Just checking, you know. 
You think you could get interested in a fellow like me? Well, I think you're rather premature, Groucho. No, I was born in the regulation time. <laughs> you mean there's no chance for me at all, Irene? Oh, no. Well, good night, Irene. <laughs> Boyd is casting sheep's eyes at uh, Irene. Who do you work for, Boyd? I work for the Flying Tiger Line. Well, make up your mind. Which is it, a line or a tiger? No, it's Flying Tiger Line, L-I-N-E. Oh. That's what I like to see in a pilot. Good spelling. <laughs> uh, what is it you do, Irene? You say you're a nurse? Well, I'm a ship's nurse, Groucho. What's the matter with the old tub? <laughs> is she seasick? What's the, what's the name of your patient? SS President Cleveland. Why do they always call a ship a, a she, don't they? Why is that? Well, uh... Why do they? I why, guess... why are they, I mean? <laughs> Can I speak now? Yeah, I'll shut up for a while. <laughs> every skipper, every captain is a male, and whether a ship is called a he, a she, or an it, it has to take the place of a captain's affections. Well, there's no point in getting angry so about it. Pardon me, you're just confusing me. I'm trying to be as benevolent as all get out here. <laughs> now, who owns the president, Cleveland? American president lines. Where do you travel on your ship besides four and a half and port and starboard? Well, Pretty nautical stuff, eh? <laughs> a vast air, mates. Does that do anything to you, Irene? Terrific. Does nothing to me, eh? <laughs> well, anyway, where do you travel? Well, we make a complete tour of the Orient, Groucho. We go to L.A. and then Hawaii. What? Pardon me. You make a complete tour of the Orient? You go to L.A.? What kind of... <laughs> I've heard this town called many things. From San Francisco. Oh, I see. From San Francisco to Los Angeles, every other trip. Mm -hmm. From there, I go to Hawaii and then Japan, China. You go South to where? Place. What was the other place? Hawaii. I'm all right. How are you? I always, <laughs> I always say that if anybody says Hawaii. Japan. And it never gets a laugh either. <laughs> but it's something to live with. <laughs> Irene, you're not married, and neither is Hot Shot Charlie over here, right? No. Would you, uh, would you be interested in a flying tiger? Well, it would be a change. I won't ask you what it's a change from. We'll just let it go with that. Thank you. Well, maybe I can arrange it. Do you like to fly? Well, frankly, Groucho, I've never been off the ground. Irene, you old ship's nurse, you. Your anchor's dragging. <laughs> How would you like to ride in uh, in Boyd's uh, plane? I think I'd like it. Boyd, would you like to have a passenger like Irene on your next trip? Couldn't take her. Well, it's possible she couldn't take very much of you either, Boyd. <laughs> <laughs> We're a very friendly trio, don't you think? <laughs> couldn't take her. That's what I like in a pilot romance. I assume you mean you don't want her on your plane, and as a representative of American womanhood, I demand an explanation. <laughs> Groucho, it isn't that. It's that... Um, it isn't see, what? Well, it isn't that uh, we can't take her. I mean, we're not we're not allowed by the CAA to, to fly. What's the CAA? That's the Civil Aeronautics Administration. How would they know about it? Well, um, <laughs> we only fly freight, you see, domestically, and we're not allowed... <laughs> Some pretty fair freight there, I'd say. Huh? Well, you two make a wonderful couple. 
and I hope you'll have many happy little seaplanes. Now, in just one minute, you're going to play your bet your life for a chance at the $1,000 question. But first, I want you to pay close attention to something of great importance. Friends, the new DeSoto Fire Dome 8 gives you power with smoothness never before achieved. And you can prove it yourself. How about it, Groucho? To be really convinced, the thing to do is to go to your DeSoto Plymouth dealer and see and drive the new DeSoto Fire Dome 8 yourself. That's right. And that's why your DeSoto Plymouth dealer invites you to take the five-mile trial. Take the five-mile trial. Yes, take the five-mile trial in either the DeSoto Fire Dome 8 or the DeSoto Powermaster 6. Drive up hills and through stop-and-go traffic. In the DeSoto Fire Dome 8, test the acceleration on a straightaway road. You'll be amazed at the power and pickup of that new 160-horsepower DeSoto Fire Dome V8 engine. It gives you more power from every drop of gas, and on regular gasoline at that. All this, plus DeSoto full power steering, that makes turning the steering wheel as easy as dialing a phone. Power brakes, and a host of other exciting features. So take a trial drive yourself. Go to your DeSoto Plymouth dealers and ask to take the five-mile trial in either the mighty DeSoto Fire Dome 8 or the handsome Powermaster 6. And remember, all dealers who sell DeSoto also sell Plymouth, the low-priced car most like high-priced cars. All right, now let's see how you make out in the quiz. Uh, Mr. Fenneman. Yes, sir. I used to call him George, but we got so many complaints. He <laughs> says, uh, we got letters saying, what do you call this guy Fenneman for? Call him Mr. Fenneman or George. So that re accounts for the kind of dignity that we now have in the show. Huh? Uh, Fenneman, uh, <laughs> explain the rules. Huh? All right. Uh, you bet as much of your $20. Fenneman you doesn't to... laugh at me, he gets bounced. <laughs> <laughs> you bet as much of your $20. <laughs> There's nothing a man won't do to retain a job. <laughs> you bet as much of your $20 as you want on each of four questions. And the couple that earns the most money gets a chance at the $1,000 DeSoto Plymouth question at the end of the show. All right, now let's see how high you can bet your $20. You selected, what's the number? Uh, how much are you going to bet of your $20? Let's bet 15. Okay. How many blind mice? Three. Three, Three is right. <laughs> Some rat out there started the applause. <laughs> you're on your way with $35. Remember, you're going for $1,000 tonight. Now, how much of your 35 are yeah. you going to risk? $34.50. Girls are spent. $34.50, huh? Wow. You're betting, uh, okay. How many leagues under the sea? Seven. Seven. Twelve. 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 Take it over. Twelve. Talk it over. Let's oh. discuss it. Let's tell How many leagues under the sea? Twelve. Seven. Fourteen? I'm sorry, oh. it's twenty thousand. Oh, hello. You have fifty cents. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your third question. Now, how much of the fifty cents are you going to bet? <laughs> now, don't go crazy now. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be My friend us. says 49 cents. <laughs> He's still your friend, Irene? Indeed he is. Well, it shows your money isn't everything. Okay. How many men on a dead man's chest? Seven. Well, say it out loud. Seven. No, I'm sorry. It's 15. <laughs> You've got one cent left. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, now here's your last chance to beat the other couple. <laughs> now take it easy now. I'm talking over. I don't want you to ruin yourself here. Now. How much of the one cent are you going to bet this time? We'll go completely all You're going out. the whole penny? We'll go the whole out. We'll go completely. Here's your last chance to beat the other couples now. You're betting a whole cent. How many horsemen of the apocalypse? Uh, three. No, I'm sorry, four. <laughs> Say, Groucho, let's give him another question. Huh? <laughs> we can't let you go away flat broke like that. I'm going to give you one more question. And if you get it right, you win $10. So think hard and I'll help in the audience. Who was buried in Grant's tomb? Oh, great. General Grant. <laughs> we invited... I bet to... they make a fat living on quiz shows, those two. <laughs> I mean, they go from quiz shows to quiz show, cleaning up all of them. Groucho, we invited some studio uh, location uh, men to the show tonight. And just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected Mr. Jack Lawton. His partner is a housewife from the audience, Mrs. Elsa Hansen. Folks, meet Groucho Marx. How do you do? How do you do? Welcome, welcome, kids. <laughs> welcome to your bet your life. Say the secret word and divide $100. It's a common word, something you see every day. You're a housewife, uh, Elsa? Yeah, I'm housewife. I'm running a little bit jack board in the house. Oh, gee, I mm. wouldn't think so. I thought you were a toe dancer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where are you from, Elsa, old girl? I'm from Whitney, Minnesota. That's, uh, that's farthest up northwestern Minnesota. Um, no more road and no more railroad. No more road and no more railroad? Yes, That's the sir. name of the town you come from? Vinton. Oh, Vinton, huh? Yes, sir. Well, how is it in the summer? Summer is wonderful. <laughs> Good fishing. Good fishing, huh? Mm-hmm. And Mr. Jack London, huh? Lawton. Lawton. Yeah. You're the location man? Yes, sir. Now, what is a location man? Well, a location man is a sort of an explorer for a motion picture company. I see. Well, I've done a little exploring around the studios myself. Mm-hmm. Never had much luck, though. <laughs> Where are you from, Jack? Uh, Philadelphia. Philadelphia? Yep. How long have you been out here, Jack? Well, I came out here originally in 1915. Mm-hmm. I've been out Universal practically ever since. Mm-hmm. That's a fine joint out there, isn't it? That Universal joint out there. <laughs> <laughs> I try anything. You can't. <laughs> a joke may jump up from any place. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> Now, Jack, as a location man, just what do you do? Well, usually find locations for the company to shoot different parts of the valley out here and around the surrounding country. Well, pretend I'm a big producer and I'm spending millions on a picture about Africa. Now, uh, where should I shoot it? Oh, Africa. <laughs> they pay him $1,000 a week to answer questions like that. <laughs> Suppose I don't want to go to Africa. Now, find me a good location around here. What do you suggest? Oh, the San Fernando Valley. San Fernando Valley? Uh, yes. Is the equivalent of Africa? Well, you can find most anything out there. <laughs> now, let's get located again. Yeah. Tell me, what are some of the odd places you've had to find in California? Well, besides Hollywood on a foggy night. <laughs> well, we found the French Riviera up around Santa Barbara. We found the White Cliffs of Dover at Portuguese Bend. And we found Italy right back in the Chatsworth Mountains there. Well, how closely do these places actually resemble the original? Why, Chatsworth there looks more like Italy and Italy itself. I see. Have you ever been to Italy? No. 
Well, then how do you know what it looks like? Well, I've seen lots of pictures of Italy. Which ones, for example? Well, the Bell for Adano and several other pictures. I see. Where'd they make them? Chatsworth. <laughs> well, I'm sorry I insulted you. For a moment, I thought you were a four-flusher. <laughs> what sort of work does your husband do, Mrs. Hanson? I don't have no husband. I've been widowed 19 years. Oh, that's why you were eyeing me up before, That's what eh? I do, that's what I do. Now, did anything unusual ever happen in your boarding house that you could tell us about, Mrs. Hanson? Yeah, so I remember I went three years ago to California. Oh, you've been here oh, no, before? No, not California, I mean Florida. Oh. So then I say to That is not much difference. <laughs> Except that it's much warmer here than yeah, it is in Florida. I know, I know. I like it better here. Oh, you better, you... Yeah. Want to win any and, money uh, here tonight? Uh, <laughs> I say to the, uh, there was only one left there, then he didn't took his stuff and went to the other morning house. I said, Joe, you better hurry up now. I go in the morning. He says, now, Mrs. Hanson, when you go away, you say, so, I'm going to die. I say, oh, Joe, I can't be here taking care of you. I say, you don't going to die anymore now when I'm away, and you can go to the other morning house. And you know he died. And I was, I feel, <laughs> I feel <laughs> It certainly was a dirty trick to play on the boarding house. <laughs> now, you're going to play your bet your life. You beat our other two couples, you'll get a chance at the $1,000 question. I can't tell you how much the first couple won, but... <laughs> I'll give you a hint. They didn't win all the money. Oh. <laughs> but Mr. Fetterman, sometimes known as George, is going to remind our listeners. The pilot and the ship's nurse lost all their money... So these people have a clear field. Here we go. Now, let's see how high I can build you $20. How much of the 20 are you going to bet? 15, 15. Yeah, 15 bill. $15. $15, yes. You selected, name the state. Here's your first question. You're going to bet $15. As late as 1947, we were acquiring national parks. The last being the Everglades. In what state is this national park? Florida. Florida is right. <laughs> I have a hunch that you're going to beat the first couple. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, you're going for $1,000 tonight. Now, how much of the 35 are you going to bet? Yeah. $25. $25. In Hannibal, overlooking the Mississippi, there is a statue of Mark Twain. In what state is this statue? Missouri. Missouri is right. <laughs> You're really on your way. You have $60. You're sharp as a tack. And here's your third question. How much will you bet? We bet 50, then. You're going to bet 50. 50. On July 8, 1833, the Liberty Bell tolled for the last time. In what state did the bell last ring? Uh, Talk it over, now. In what state? That was in... uh, I'm sorry, it's Pennsylvania. They now have $10. Well, you're down (laughs) to $10. That's a shame. All right, here's your last chance to beat the other couples. How much of the 10 are you going to bet? Well, bet it all. Bet it all. The Creoles are the descendant of original French and Spanish settlers. In what state are they located? Louisiana. Louisiana is right. (laughs) (laughs) You wind up with a grand total of $20. Thanks and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Just before we went on the air, Groucho, we found a member of a garden club and a married man in our audience. And here they are, Mrs. Maria Wilkes and Mr. Ian Batchelor. Meet Groucho Marx. 
Welcome, welcome for the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Say the secret word and divide $100. It's a common word, some... <laughs> something you see every day. A married man and a garden club me- a, a garden club member. Is that right? Uh, Mr. Ian, is that the way you pronounce That's it? Right. Mr. That's Ian right. Mr. Ian Batchelor. Yes. Huh? I thought you were a married man. I am a married man. Well, how can you be a bachelor if you're married? That's my name. What's your name? Bachelor. You know, we can get sued by Abbott and Costello for this. <laughs> Who's on first? Uh, you know? <laughs> Let's see, you're a member of a garden club? I am. No, you. No, I'm a bartender. <laughs> you don't belong to a garden club? No, I don't. Are you sure that's a prize-winning crop of spinach you've got on your lip there? What kind of a mustache do you call that, uh, Ian? Oh, I'd call it an old-fashioned mustache. Well, cut it off and put a cherry on it. I like old-fashioned. <laughs> what is your name? Maria Wilkes. Oh, Maria Wilkes, that's right. Uh, where are you from originally? <laughs> I'm from Italy and South Africa. You were born in Italy? Born in Italy, went in to the... South Africa, and then came here. How long? How old were you when you were in South Africa? Well, that would be telling too much. Why do you object to telling too much? Uh, Women don't like to tell their ages. I didn't ask you your age. I just asked you how old you were when you were in Italy. <laughs> You're a good mathematician. <laughs> I was a child. You were a child. You're still a child. Thank you. It's nothing, really. Yeah. <laughs> Ian, where are you from? Are you a bottle baby from County Cork? No, I'm from San Francisco. San Francisco, huh? Yes. I can't keep calling you Ian. What do your customers call you? Well, they call me Big Mac. Well, I can understand why, Mac. You look as big as a full-grown bull. <laughs> just, how, just how big are you? I'm 6'1", in height, and I weigh 300 pounds. Well, that's certainly a lot of bull. <laughs> you know, if you hadn't told me you were a bartender, I'd have sworn you were a jockey. <laughs> I mean, on the horse, I bet, on last Saturday. <laughs> What, what size shirt do you wear, Mac? This shirt I have on is a sports shirt, and it's size extra, extra, extra large. <laughs> Send you a lot of extras. Huh? You sound like the five-star final. He's probably equipped with a radio, heater, and white sidewall tires. <laughs> how, how large are your suits, Mac? They're size 54. Oh, wow. Well, that's just the size I buy. <laughs> that is when I want something to cover my new DeSoto. <laughs> Now, where do you do your bartending, uh, Mac? At the coach and horses. Are you one of the horses or the coach, eh? <laughs> Now, Mac, uh, how about food? Are you a big eater? Yes, I'm a heavy eater. For breakfast, I often have two ham steaks, a side of hash brown potatoes, a quart of milk, and a dozen eggs. Doesn't anybody ever send you a care package? <laughs> Mrs. Uh, Wilkes, what did you have for breakfast? A lemon tea, a lemon water and herb tea. <laughs> That's pretty daring, isn't it, Mrs. Wilkes? <laughs> <That's pretty nice. laughs> lemon water and herb tea. Eh? I used to know a fellow named Herb Tea. I wonder if he's any relation. <laughs> Mrs. Uh, Wilkes, uh, which garden gl- club do you belong to? The Los Angeles Garden Club. The Begonia Society, the Fuchsia Society, the Bulb Society, uh, the Anthroposophical Society. What was that last one? Anthroposophical. What does that mean? That means the study of the higher culture of plants 
and all the things that go with the higher culture of plants. Could I join one of your garden clubs? We'd be uh, delighted to have you. Well, let's not overdo it. Eh? <laughs> Are there many garden clubs around here, Mrs. Wilkes? I'd say about a hundred. A hundred, huh? Why are there so many? Oh, don't you know that gardening is one of the most important and uh, popular pastimes in Southern California? You're speaking, I presume, of outdoor pastimes. Right? <laughs> After all, Mrs. Wilkes, don't forget, there's, there's television. <laughs> well, you've been an unusual couple, and any time I want to get a pot of geranium, I'll visit Max alone. <laughs> now, all right, let's see how you two are going to make out in the battle for the $1,000. You're only $20, and they're more than our other couples. I can't tell you how much they won, but uh, Mr. Fenneman is going to remind our listeners... The movie location man and the housewife are leading now with $20. Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected animals and birds and songs. How much are you going to bet? Talk it over. Your partners. Don't you bet about $15? I think $15, yes. Uh, what, what flies over the white cliffs of Dover? This is from a song now. You know what? Do you know what it could be? No. Don't, don't. don't be thinking of Audubon. Be thinking of uh, I know. songs. You know. I don't know the songs. Well, it's uh, it's uh, bluebirds. The bluebirds. I'm sorry. They All right. Five dollars now, Groucho. All right. You have five dollars. <laughs> How much you got to bet? Just bet. Three. 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 What kind of an animal ain't what she used to be? The old gray mare. The old gray mare is right. <laughs> now you have eight dollars. You got eight dollars. Remember, you're going for $1,000 tonight. Now, how much of the 80 are you going to bet? Six. Six dollars. Uh, what sings in Barclay Square? It's from a song. <clears throat> Don't you know that's, that's, no, that's Well, uh, it's a nightingale. Nightingale, I'm sorry. A nightingale sang in Barclay Square. Yeah, but I'm going to get a chance to sing on this. <laughs> they have two dollars I sing now. so beautifully. They have two dollars now. Oh, they have two dollars. <clears throat> All right. Uh, is your last chance to beat the other couples. How much of the uh, two dollars are you going to bet? We'll bet the two, oh, of the, course. The two dollars. What came over the mountain to see what he could see? The bear. The bear is right. <laughs> Here's one more chance to win some money. Get this one right and I'll give you ten dollars. No help in the audience, please. What kind of birds do you find on the Canary Islands? Canaries. Canaries is right. <laughs> well, you people wound up with four dollars, and that means <laughs> and that means our second couple, the location man and the housewife, with twenty dollars, get the chance at the DeSoto Plymouth one thousand dollar question. Soda Plymouth dealer. Well, in just one minute, I'll ask them the big question. But first, here's something of interest to everyone. You know, friends, it stands to reason that skilled hands, expert mechanics, using the latest scientific equipment, can do a far better service job on your car. That's why you should take your car for service to a DeSoto Plymouth dealer's. There you'll find master technicians, men with the experience to cope with any automotive job. And consider this, too. DeSoto Plymouth dealer mechanics are kept up to the minute on the latest factory methods and new money-saving techniques. Recently, for example, more than 6,000 of them attended schools across the nation conducted by factory service executives. 
DeSoto Plymouth dealer mechanics work with the most modern tools and equipment to give you a better job in a shorter time. So, for the skilled attention that will keep your car on the road for many, many miles of carefree driving, for courteous, prompt attention at a price that's fair, drive in where you see the famous sign of better service, the friendly sign of a DeSoto Plymouth dealer. And here's the location man and the married lady, the housewife, all set for the DeSoto Plymouth $1,000 question, Groucho. All right, here we go for $1,000. I'll give you 15 seconds to decide on a single answer between you, so think carefully and please no help from the audience. Here it is. Three famous men are often referred to as the tongue, the sword, and the pen of the American Revolution. <coughs> Patrick Henry was the tongue, Washington was the sword, but for $1,000, who was the pen? What is the answer you two have decided upon? Franklin. No, no, no. I'm, I'm sorry. It's uh, Thomas Jefferson. So that means the big question next week will be worth $1,500. Well, you lost the big money, but you cleaned up, didn't you? How much did they win in the quiz, George? $20 in the quiz. $20 in the quiz. Congratulations and thanks to both of you and to all of our contestants on the show tonight. Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday night at the same time for the best of Groucho from the You Bet Your Life series. Don't miss the best of Groucho on television, too. Also presented by the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America. And remember, all dealers who sell DeSoto also sell Plymouth. Two great cars, both products of the Chrysler Corporation. And when you drive in, tell them Groucho sent you. Good night, folks, and remember, see the DeSoto Fire Dome 8... Tomorrow. Folks, here's a reminder from the National Safety Council. Good drivers drive safe cars. So wise up, check up, fix up. You Bet Your Life, transcribed from Hollywood, is produced by John Goodell, directed by Robert Dwan and Bernie Smith, music by Jerry Fielding. This is George Fenneman signing off for the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast. exciting episode in the life of the most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known. Well, the wonderful white-winged warrior was well on his way to being the first man to fly the Atlantic when an urgent telephone call collect from the commissioner's secretary forced him to reverse wings and head back home. Uh, uh. 
Yes, I am. Well, he's on his way, Commissioner. Fine, because the world is about to be destroyed by a very diabolical... I'm sure the winged warrior will be a big help. Yes, I don't know who he is, but I do know this. Okay. He looks just like an aardvark. Chicken. Yes. By the way, Commissioner, you know he wouldn't accept my collect phone call. He wouldn't? No, so I agreed to pay him for it when he returned. All right. Get a grip on yourself. I'll pay for it out of my lunch money. Oh, fine. So I got to go meet him with the money as soon as he arrives and lands. Go, my child, for you have my blessing in this mission. Come in. Telegram for H. Elfinger. I'll take it. Sign here. Right, thank you. Is there something else? Would you marry me? No. Commissioner. Yes, I am. It's from the Winged Warrior. I don't know who he is. It reads, Dear Miss Hellfinger, in order to assure the absolute success of our rendezvous, I have, I have worked on. out a foolproof rendezvous procedure. There are 22 basic steps. 22? That's right, 22. Step number one, you will appear dressed in a pretty plaid miniskirt with matching stockings. Step number two, when we make contact, I will call out to you and I will say to you... And not too much later, with the fierce wind whipping her auburn tresses, an icy ocean spray drenching her plaid miniskirt. Hello, down. Feather fighter. Is this Plymouth Rock? Yes, it's Plymouth Rock. And what is your coat name, please? They call me Tonto. And your coat word, please? Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. And now the coat message? Pack up your troubles in your old kit bag and smile, smile, smile. Say, isn't that a plaid miniskirt you're wearing? Yes, it is. That's not how you're supposed to answer, Miss Helpinger. And how do you like my pretty matching plaid stockings? Okay, so where's the money? Here. Miss Helpinger, isn't this a check? That check is perfectly good. But what if the bank should fail? You're not serious. When the world's about to be destroyed, I'll take cash. Wow. So the rendezvous has been accomplished. Then the phone money exchanged. I'll be it by check. And just a minute. Isn't that plaid skirt too short? Listening tomorrow for another exciting episode in the life of the most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known. You're listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. Well, that was a strange show. Groucho confused some of the guests so much that they didn't get any of their questions right, and the pot gets a little bigger. And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, and on our host, Anchor.fm. You can listen to us on your Alexa device through TuneIn or iHeartRadio. For a full list, visit our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com and to find the best location that suits you. Like us on Facebook at I Love Old Time Radio. Follow us on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. Comments and questions can be directed to our website at I Love Old Time Radio.com or leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so at support.iloveoldtimeradio.com or by joining our Vintage Radio Club and get an extra episode a week. The channel returns on Monday, and Groucho will be back next Friday for some more You Bet Your Life. For iloveoldtimeradio.com, this is Virtual Vinny, signing off.